You're listening to A Sure Hope with Pastor Dave Shank of Calvary Chapel, Cape May in Cape May, New Jersey. Join us as Pastor Dave teaches verse by verse through God's Word. of life. He is the essence of life itself. He is life. If you're wandering today aimlessly, if you're wandering aimlessly and you don't know where you're going, gee, Jesus is the way. If you're confused, if you're confused and you don't know what to think, Jesus is the truth. Or maybe you're dead inside. You don't know if you're going to go on anymore. Jesus is your life. He gives you life sustenance. Jesus promises to be all you need. Do you hear that? He's exactly what you're searching for. Today, let the message Pastor Dave is about to share encourage you and revive your heart. Seek the Jesus you'll hear about and drink in the rest and grace that he's offering. He is your hope today and always. Now, here's Pastor Dave in the book of John chapter 5 as he continues his message, Stand for Christ or Fall for Anything. You are Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. And here it comes. The man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? And now you may know what is restraining that, that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy him with the brightness of his coming. Praise God. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteousness, deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them a strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. He says it twice. They didn't believe the truth. Stand for Christ, fall for anything. They didn't believe the truth. So what's Paul saying here? Paul's basically saying there's consequences for rejecting the truth. There are consequences for rejecting the truth. And he's kept, now, he's talking about a period known as the Great Tribulation. He calls it the Day of Christ, the Great Tribulation. Sometimes it's called the Day of the Lord. It's called different places. But he's talking about this period. It's a time frame, however. But there is a man of sin revealed here. A man of sin is revealed. So the time before the great tribulation can be identified with certainty. A particular person known as a man of sin must be revealed. Paul points this out clearly. He was telling these people in Thessalonica, you were worried about the, that you're, we're in the great tribulation. You're worried that we missed the rapture. Because how can we do that? You're worrying for nothing. The man of sin hasn't been revealed. He hasn't been revealed yet. Why are you worried? Why are you 
crying. I hear rumblings of people worried about the rapture even now. People worried about the tribulation that's coming. People worried about these things. We haven't been taken out. We're still here. There's a restrainer happen, and that restrainer is the Holy Spirit. He's holding things back. But I'll tell you right now, I can look into the world's situation, and I can see God with his hand and the Holy Spirit going like this. It's almost as if you can see his hand pulling back as the world gets crazier and crazier and crazier, and all these other things happen. Jesus said, when you see these things happen, look up. Your redemption is nigh. When you see these things happen, look up. We're looking up, but we're, not, we're still here yet. Plus, the man of sin hasn't been revealed, so how can we be in the tribulation? The man of sin has not been revealed. It can't happen. And there are many interpretations of who this man of sin is. You have, oh, he's a system, or he's an office. Some people think it's a succession of popes. Others think it's a kingdom referred to by Satan himself. That's not what Paul's saying from the earliest times in Christianity. From the earliest writings in Christianities, this man of sin is a man. He is a man. He is a human being. He will come with great prominence in the last days. It's described throughout Scripture as a man. Daniel, listen to what Daniel calls him. In 926, the prince who is to come. In 823, the king of fierce countenance. In 1136 to 45 calls him the willful king. That's not a system. That's a man. He's talking about a man. And this is the person that Jesus is describing in our scripture today. One will come. One will come along. You're going to receive him. Oh, you're going to puff him up because he's going to honor you. And you like to be honored. You like to be honored. You like people to say, you're great. We're going to lift you up. You're cool. You like that. You don't want to be humble. You don't want to be last. You want to be first. Oh, this guy's going to come. Oh, yeah, he is. This is the spirit of the Antichrist that John talked about in his epistle, first epistle. But this is the actual Antichrist. He's called the son of perdition. What does that mean? It means destruction. He's the son of destruction. He is the opposite of salvation. It means his character is marked by destruction by pain. Ultimately, this man is going to want worship. This man is going to declare himself as God. He's going to allow the Israelites to build their temple. For three and a half years, they're going to build this temple. They call that the tribulation period. When the temple is ready to go, he's going to dedicate the temple. And he comes to dedicate the temple, and he goes in. He just doesn't go into the temple. No. He goes into the holy of holies. He goes into the very presence of God himself and tells all who are listening, I'm God, worship me. I'm God, worship me. You can read about it in Revelation 13, Matthew 24. It's all over the place. This is called the abomination of desolation by Daniel. It's called the abomination of desolation by Jesus himself. We've talked about it throughout the holy thing. The Holy Bible talks about it constantly, clearly. It's the counterfeit Messiah. It's the one that Jesus is talking about. Somebody's going to come. He's going to come in his own name. He's not going to come in my Father's name. He's not going to come in the Lord's name. He's going to come in his own name, and he's going to tell you, worship me. You're going to fall for it. You're going to fall for it. And just at the right time, 
it says that the restrainer, who is the Holy Spirit, will be taken away. Now, the Holy Spirit is not completely removed from earth. Because how do we know that? Many people during the tri tribulation, many people during that time will be saved. And in order to be saved, the Holy Spirit needs to be present. All right? He just won't be a major force. He will be drawn back by God. But he still will be present. You can read about that in Revelation 7 and Revelation 14. But it says the lawless one will be revealed. This is him. This is this man, the lawless one. And Paul states two certain things about this man. Number one, he's lawless. He's lawless. He's going to be revealed when the Holy Spirit goes away. He's lawless. And the bright side of that is he's going to be destroyed. He's going to be destroyed how? The brightness of Jesus when he comes. The brightness of Jesus Christ when he comes will destroy this man. And here comes the kicker. The Antichrist, as we call him, will come with power. He'll come with signs and wonders. He will come doing all sorts of crazy things. And people will be ooing and aahing. And he's got to be this. He's got to be that. If you don't believe the truth, you will fall for anything. If you reject Christ, you will fall for anything else that comes down the line. Just because someone has spiritual power, signs and wonders, is not enough to prove that they're from God. Satan can perform those works and will perform those works. You need to know the truth, this deception that's going to take place, however, will not take place in those who have received the love of truth. To those who have received Jesus Christ, this is not talking to you. You will not be here. You will not be here. All this takes place after the church is gone. After the trumpet sounds and with the twinkle of an eye, we're out of here. We're gone. Up in heaven forever with him. I go to prepare a place to go. And when I go, I'm going to come back and get you. So where I am, you can be. We're not bothered by this. But we worry about that. I have people worrying about it now. People are worried about this. They're scared. They're worried. Look at the sign of the times. Oh, my gosh. More earthquakes than ever before. Bigger hurricanes. Fires. Oh, my gosh. Lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the good news, folks. It's going to get worse. Especially if Christ tarries. Remember the beginning of birth pains? Ladies out there? Ow. Oh, you think I might be in labor? My water broke. Oh, I don't know. That's the first sign. Then what happens? Oh! Then what happens? Whoa! Right? The birth pangs. Right? Over and over and over, right? That's what's happening to the earth. We're in birth pain. And they're getting faster and faster. Just like labor, ladies. They get faster and faster and faster. Remember? Nah, you guys don't remember that. Come on. It gets faster and faster, and then all of a sudden, bam! And then all the pain goes away, doesn't it? Because either you've had an epidural and you don't care, or the baby's there. Well, that's what happens. Birth pains, and all of a sudden, Christ appears. Christ appears, and we see him. We see him as he is, and he appears, and he receives us, and we meet him in the air. And we go home. It's called the rapture. Praise God. These deceptions are going to happen to those who reject that truth. To those who reject that truth, this will happen to. 
This will happen to. God sends them the lie. Not a lie, but the lie. The big lie. The big lie. And it hasn't changed since Adam. Hasn't changed since Adam because the big lie always has been, has God really said that? Has, has, come on. Has God, it's been well over 2,000 years and he hasn't come back yet. Come on, you're believing in ancient scripture. You're believing these things. Come on. These are the same people that have fight to death that all of everything Socrates wrote is absolutely true. They'll fight you to death for that. Yet the lie hasn't changed. You know, you've often heard it said that we need to be rooted and grounded in the truth. We need to be rooted and grounded in the truth. Or we need to be rooted and grounded in what we believe. Let me put it that way. But what if what we believe is wrong? What if what we believe is wrong? Do you know there are those who deny that God wrote the Bible? They deny that this was penned by the Holy Spirit. They deny the virgin birth. They deny the cross of Jesus Christ and said it, it was a defeat, not a victory. They deny these things, and these things are being taught. They deny that there's a hell. They deny that you need to repent. You need to confess Jesus as Lord. Oh, everybody can go to heaven, because after all, all roads lead there. And we're all children of God, right? Wrong answer. Go to the end of the line. We have to know the truth. We must know the truth. We must know the truth. Ladies and gentlemen, if you hear anything today, you must know the truth. This is the truth right here. This is the truth. There is none like it. This is the truth. Page to page, cover to cover, Genesis to Revelation and everything in between. This is the truth. Disprove it. Go ahead. I don't have to prove it because I believe it's the truth. You don't believe it's the truth? Disprove it. Disprove it. You can't. You can't. We must know God's truth. We need to be rooted and grounded in the truth. And how do we do that? How do we do that? Glad you asked. In John 16, John 16, chapter 16, verse 13, Jesus is talking about the work of the Holy Spirit. And he says this, however, when he, the Holy Spirit, Of the spirit of truth, he says, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you the things to come. Why? He will glorify me, Jesus says, and he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. You want to know all truth? The Holy Spirit leads you into all truth. He leads you to Jesus Christ. Why? Because in John 14, 6, Jesus clearly says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He didn't say, I'll show you the way. He said, I am the way. He didn't promise to teach us the truth. I am the truth. He didn't promise the secrets of life. He is the essence of life itself. He is life. If you're wandering today aimlessly, if you're wandering aimlessly and you don't know where you're going, gee, Jesus is the way. If you're confused, If you're confused and you don't know what to think, Jesus is the truth. Or maybe you're dead inside. You don't know if you're going to go on anymore. Jesus is your life. He gives you life sustenance. 
Life sustenance. You know, there's a great passage that we're going to get to a couple years from now in John 18. In John 18, verse 38, I love it. I love it because Jesus is standing before Pontius Pilate. Jesus is standing before Pontius Pilate. You know what's coming. Pontius Pilate is looking for a way that he can basically dismiss the charges against Jesus. He's looking for a way that he can basically let Jesus go. And Jesus and him are having a conversation. Are you the king of the Jews? He says, you say rightly, I am the king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness uh, to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. And for some unknown reason, Pilate looks him in the eye. He's standing there looking at the Son of Man, the Son of God, the Messiah, the creator of the universe. He's looking him in the eye and he goes, what is truth? What? This is a cynical question that he's attacking Jesus for his claim to be the truth. He probably didn't mean that there wasn't any truth. He wanted to know what truth was. To him, soldiers, power, government, that was truth. That was truth to him. Political rule. I see a lot of people like that today. I see an awful lot of people like that today. I see a lot of Facebook notions. You know, we're all crazy now about the NFL and what they're kneeling and not kneeling and all this kind of stuff. Our heads are all tangled up with all this mush. Our heads are all tangled up in all this mush and this stuff that's going on. You might be asking the same question. You might be asking the same question that Pilate asked, but you're making it personal. In other words, some people think that what's true for them is not necessarily true for someone else. What's true for me isn't necessarily true for you. That's a lie. There's only one truth. There's only one truth, and it can be found in these pages right here. One truth. Some think there's no truth about God. They're wrong. It's kind of thinking in society. What does it do? Jesus said it. It denies the one who said, for this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. To the truth. I've got a quote here from Matthew Henry as we start to wind down. Quote, It is certain that Pilate's question was a good question and could not be put to one that was better able to answer it. Truth is that pearl of great price which the human understanding has a desire for and is in quest of. For it cannot rest but in that which is, or at least is apprehended to be, truth. When we search the scriptures and attend the ministry of the word, it must be with this inquiry, what is truth? And with this prayer, lead me into all truth, Lord, as I look at your word. But many have put this question that I have not patience. We don't have patience. We don't have the consistency reading God's word. We don't have the patience to wait for the truth to be revealed. Get up in the morning. We play Bible roulette. Read it and go, there's no truth there. And we walk away. Search the scriptures constantly. You read the scriptures. You're reading them and gleaning from them where Christ is mentioned. Remember, when Jesus met the two disciples on the road to Emmaus, he explained about himself all the way from Moses until that time. And it was old scripture. He explained everywhere he showed himself. 
So Christ is everywhere through the scriptures. If you're searching for truth, you must search the scriptures and you'll find Christ. You will find truth. You will find that truth. If you don't stand for Christ, you will fall for anything. You will create your own truth. And that truth will center around the universe, nature, or probably yourself. That truth will center around yourself. Don't get fooled. Don't get fooled. And for some reason, hasn't been clear to me yet, but I'm going to try to be obedient here. I was led to read these passages in 2 Timothy. In 2 Timothy, I'm going to read this passage here. First seven verses in 2 Timothy. They're not pretty words. These are not attractive words. Paul is reading to his beloved son Timothy now for the second time. I'm not sure if Timothy is still pastor of Ephesus at the time of this writing or not. That I don't know. No, he was when the first letter was written. Paul is writing to his encourage his beloved son Timothy in the faith. And he says these things. Listen to the words he used. He says to Timothy in chapter 3, verse 1, But know this, that in the last days... In the last days, many of us think we are in the last days. Many of us think that the dispensation of grace is ending and winding down. He says, in the last days, perilous times will come. Why? For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. For of these sort all are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, here it comes, always leaning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Wow. Almost disgusting to read that list, doesn't it? Pick up a newspaper. Turn on your TV, any news station, this is what you see. This is what you see. If you don't make a stand for Christ, you will fall for anything. You will fall for anything. Don't be deceived, elect. Don't be deceived, brothers and sisters. Children of God, don't be deceived. Do not be deceived. Know the word of God. Know the word of God so that when a deception comes your way, you can spot it. You can pick it out. That's false. It doesn't line up with the word of God. If, if the Lord tells you to do something in your mind, you go, yes, Lord, I'll do that. If it doesn't line up with the word of God, don't do it. It's not from God. It must line up with the Word of God. It must line up. Don't be fooled, Christians. Don't be fooled. And that's the message for today. We got through these passages about this man who is going to come. And it's timely that we did these things. But now we have to focus on ourselves. We just said, don't be deceived. Do not be deceived. You are a The Gospel of John was written from a perspective that provides an eyewitness account of what happened during the life of Jesus here on earth. 
Different than the other three Gospels, John's book describes Jesus in ways that confirm him as the Son of God. There are things done and said that can only point to Jesus being far more powerful than what a human could do. In the Old Testament, God referred to himself as, I am. In this book, John recounts how Jesus said, I am the light of the world, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and I am the resurrection and the life. These were bold statements, but Jesus proved throughout his ministry that they were indeed true. He lived a life that compelled people to follow at that time, to seek him out, and to commit their lives. And we can also follow him today. If you missed any part of today's teaching, or you'd like to listen to additional messages from Pastor Dave, visit AssureHopeRadio.com. Perhaps you were listening, you realized that you have some questions about faith, and maybe even about salvation. We'd be happy to talk with you and provide some resources to answer your questions. Give us a call at 609-884-5821. Again, that's 609-884-5821. You can also click on the Jesus tab at AssureHopeRadio.com. This will provide you with a succinct picture of who Jesus is and how he can change your life. Thank you again for taking the time to learn about God's word today. We hope you'll join us again next time on Assure Hope.